Hey guys and welcome once again to The Bible Speaks. It's Supreme here and today we'll be looking at Proverbs chapter 3. In the previous episode, we talked about the worth of wisdom and how that we should seek it like silver. And in this episode, we'll be discussing trust in God. What does it mean in the context of wisdom? Right, uh, so let's find out as we discuss the first 12 verses of Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 1 says, My son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commands. We have been learning a lot and receiving instructions from our Heavenly Father through Solomon's words to his son. And it's very easy to forget the, the lessons and instructions that we are receiving. And that's why here Solomon is reminding his son not to forget his teaching. All right, and to keep his commands that's that's what we are to do to hide the commands in our hearts in a safe place so that the troubles of life and our circumstances don't cause them to erode and if if you keep them in your heart then it means that you have internalized them it means that you've listened you've chewed it you've ingested the words and you probably properly understood them okay you didn't just commit them to memory but i mean you became the words you have embodied the words that's what it means here so when we move to verse 2, it says, For they will bring you many days a full life and well-being. So all these words will bring us long life, but not just long life, one that is full of peace and well-being. Hence, you'll have a full life. Now that we know why we should keep these words, you're probably asking how a person can keep these commands in our hearts, right? Or how can we keep these commands in our hearts? Now, we can do that by meditating on them. So if we read Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, again, I love the way that the HCSB puts it. It says, this book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to recite it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. I think, I think that this verse just nails it perfectly as to how one can actually meditate on these words and how one can actually keep these words in our hearts it's by meditation meditation it's by meditating okay next we have another instruction and a blessing attached to it just like we had the blessing attached to the first instruction let's move over to verse 3 it says never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you tie them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart that's what it says so part of wisdom is to have loyalty and faithfulness okay and they are not to leave you the nkgv says mercy and truth and if you read the strong's concordance uh, um, mercy translates as kindness and truth means reliability it means truth when speaking it means faithfulness so people should be able to bank on your words okay you should be loyal you should be kind you should be merciful you should be faithful Okay, think about this. I mean, what's the use of wisdom when people can't rely on your words, when people can't trust you? This is an attribute of God. God is trustworthy. We can rely on God. You understand? Remember, we're talking about trusting in God. So these are attributes that God has. And he's saying, take on these attributes. Okay, never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Okay, if people can rely on your words, then you're not representing God well. You are not. It doesn't it doesn't show wisdom at all okay and it says to tie these these qualities around your neck loyalty and faithfulness tie them around your neck okay 
so the, if you think of the Jews of old, you remember that when God gave them his commands in Deuteronomy, you realize that it wasn't figurative then. It was literal. They had the laws on their hands and between their eyes, the Torah. So reading this here, I believe that it is that imagery that Solomon is using to tell his son to tie loyalty and faithfulness around his neck and write them on the on the tablets of his heart. Okay, just like the Ten Commandments. So, of course, these are qualities. So you, you can't actually put them, except you want to write the words down. Okay, if you want to write the words down and hang them on your neck, okay, that's a different thing entirely. <laughs> I don't know if we still do that now. But really, it's just to be conscious, be everly conscious of, of these qualities and know that this is who I am supposed to be, embody them. Okay, having these qualities on your neck, is it's, it's an outward expression of it. Leave it out. Remember that this is who you are. Okay, you are always seeing it. And those around you are seeing it as well. These these qualities, they are ever before you. Because, I mean, if something is hung on your neck, you know that it is there. So, you, you know that these qualities are there in your life. And as, as you have them outwardly, you also have them written on the tablet of your heart. Okay? So that you do not forget them. I wanted to see something here as well. It's that there is a balance of kindness and firmness in truth. That's what I want us to note. There is a balance there. So, it's just like you know jesus being both the lion and the lamb okay but in this context what i'm talking about is that sometimes people have equated you know being loyal and kind with not telling the truth so somebody does something wrong and you are scared because you feel like if i tell this person this thing will the person feel like i'm still being loyal to them or would the person feel like i'm i'm being kind to them? but you can actually tell somebody the truth in love in kindness you can actually tell them the truth and still be loyal to them okay if the person doesn't want to hear the truth then it means that the person wasn't being loyal to you in the first place okay so tell the truth but be reprimand somebody but in kindness okay be kind but be firm and truthful the fact that you're loyal doesn't mean that you break god's commandments just for the sake of somebody that's not that's not kindness i don't think that's kindness so be kind but be firm and be truthful so be loyal be merciful be kind and be firm be faithful be truthful be reliable why we move to verse 4 the reason why you should be all this verse 4 says then you will find favor and high regard in the sight of god and man that's why you should be loyal that's why you should be merciful that's why you should be kind that's why you should be firm that's why you should be faithful that's why you should be truthful that's why you should be reliable and if you read these things through you see that these things tally with righteousness they tally with justice they tally with integrity that is the kind of man that finds favor and high regard in the sight of god and of man okay imagine when god holds you in high regard i mean just think about it okay what's also amazing is is, is another balance that exists here first of all to get this favor you need to exhibit mercy you need to exhibit truth you need to exhibit kindness loyalty faithfulness then you have favor and high regard both in man and with god okay it's not just on one part okay it's not just on one part some of us want to please only god but we want to treat men like trash it, that's not balance okay some others want to displease god and say that god will understand okay so you displease god for the sake of man and then you think god will understand that's not fair we shouldn't be doing that it's balanced okay but with this balance of course god comes first whichever way you think about it you are not displeasing people just for the sake of it you you have to 
displease people who want you to displease god you'd be doing that with with mercy and truth with kindness in your heart so yes you find find favor in the sight of god and in the sight of man not just on one part that's the balance i want us i want us to see don't think that okay because this person is a human being i can i can i don't care i don't care how the person uh, uh sees me of course if you have these attributes you will find favor if a person does not like you it means the person does not like righteousness and that's okay that's fine <laughs> i don't know if you get what i'm saying so yeah now uh next up we have another instruction in verses five and six five and six but before i jump there i i just want to say something else that that came to my mind okay now it occurred to me that sometimes we pray for favor you know we pray for favor but even as you're praying for favor i want to ask you do you have mercy and kindness and faithfulness in your heart and can people rely on you okay so just think think about this think about this actually now let's move to verse verses five and six uh in verse five it says trust in the lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding i feel like we've come to the core of of this particular episode we've come to the core trust in the lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding verse six says think about him in all your ways and he will guide you on the right paths now don't trust your brain alone i think that's the simplest way to put it <laughs> okay don't trust your brain alone if there's something that i learned in 2021 is that i'm i'm not that smart okay because you cannot be smarter than god that's that's just the simplest way to put it okay of course we've been reading from chapter one and we've seen that god is not averse to getting knowledge that's not the kind of that's not the kind of god we have he's not that kind of god he loves knowledge he loves wisdom okay but don't just trust your own wisdom don't trust your brain alone okay in all you're getting still trust in the lord and do not rely on your own understanding that's what this place is saying okay so for everything that you want to do think about god what would he want what would he like okay think just think about it. acknowledge him and he will guide you that's what the nkgv says to acknowledge god in all your ways okay in the previous chapter we heard that we should cry out for understanding and that's understanding gotten from god because god himself will speak it to you okay so consider him and he will guide you on the right paths because god is not a bulldozer just remember that he won't force you if you don't involve him he won't direct you and you see where you end up so this is another instruction with a benefit attached to it and now we'll move to the next one and we'll see that the next set of instructions are grouped in verses of two each so we'll be looking at verses seven and eight next verse seven says don't consider yourself to be wise fear the lord and turn away from evil verse 8 says this will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones so again we are encouraged not to consider ourselves to be wise we are encouraged not to rely on our own wisdom at best we can have a finite wisdom okay now the the infinite one and eternal one is saying leave your own wisdom come and use my own okay that's a privilege as far as i'm concerned so fear the lord and turn away from evil of course when you fear god you won't want to take part in evil however in fearing god you are avoiding evil now you may ask yourself which evil it's the evil that comes on those that refuse wisdom 
those that refuse understanding and knowledge okay and that's what we studied in the in the previous chapter that we read of course when you fear god it's the beginning of knowledge okay and you are turning aside from the evil that would have come upon you if you had refused wisdom's call if you remember wisdom's plea okay if you refuse wisdom's plea there's calamity trouble and stress terrors that will come upon you it is those evils that you are turning away from when you fear god because of course when you fear god you are embracing knowledge you are embracing wisdom that's what this thing is saying here okay so this will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones okay and uh, this part here while discussing with my wife she was telling me of how she watched the 700 club and that many people are suffering from cancer because of unforgiveness that's what was said there okay and unforgiveness comes of course when you think that you know more than god okay you think you think you know more than god you know what the other person deserves okay so you want to play god and punish the other person for what they have done that's where unforgiveness comes from so it only follows right it only follows so you can imagine how many people are suffering from this terror from this kind of sicknesses from these these afflictions in their bodies because of unforgiveness because of wanting to play to play god because of considering themselves to be wiser so they have embraced the evil they have embraced the terror the calamities the stress they've embraced everything think about this okay this this instruction is is a, is a clear evidence of your trust in god and so is the next one remember we're talking about trust in god trust in god okay so as we read along see that in the context of having trust in god verse 9 says honor the lord with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest and verse 10 says then your barns will be completely filled and your vats will overflow with new wine and i think this is pretty straightforward it's just that it's in the context of farming you know and owning a vineyard okay it's like give and it shall be given unto you there's no limit to what you can give to god as long as it is part of your your possessions both physically mentally and otherwise so i'm not going to go into the symbolism of wine or any other thing but you will experience an overflow that one is sure okay so that's that's sure so it's i know not all of us are farmers but whatever you have you give from it and whatever you give from you will experience an overflow whatever you give out from you experience an increase in it and i think that's clear enough and now to the last of the instructions in this chapter verse 11 and 12 it says do not despise the lord's instruction my son and do not loathe his discipline for the lord disciplines the one he loves just as a father the son he delights in so you're thinking about following the lord and his command and everything and then he gives you one instruction okay and the instruction when you think about it in your own way it doesn't appear wise to you okay you've thought about it from all angles permutating and everything and it doesn't make sense to you still it's almost like jonah right so you're saying well this one i don't think i'm going to do it i'm sorry but you've despised god's instruction that's what it is and if like jonah god decides to discipline you okay maybe he uses a fish Maybe you decide, you decide to be the Jonah of our time, and God decides to discipline you with a, with a fish or a blue whale or whatever. Or he goes softer and says, Okay, you know what? Let me just give you words. I won't deal with you. You can't handle the fish. So let me discipline you with words. You are still not to loathe or hate or despise his discipline. 
that's what this place is saying so you you despise the instruction at first and then god decides to discipline you for your disobedience you still are not supposed to hate that discipline are you seeing are you seeing what this is so it's easier for you to just just accept the instruction and do it because the discipline no matter how bad it is you can't hate it you can't despise it you are not supposed to if not you will be unwise okay so on both sides there's no way out and the discipline that god gives is is not always flogging or punishment sometimes it's correction by his word he just corrects us with his word and when and when we receive this sometimes we detest this discipline and we pull back from working with god sometimes we're just scared and we say you know what i don't think uh, you know i think i've done very terrible things and i don't think i can talk to god i don't think god wants to have me in his presence i think that's the wrong approach that's the wrong approach because when you know that god loves you and that's why he's reprimanding you that's why he's disciplining you then it will affect how you receive his discipline when you know that he delights in you as his son then you won't see him as a slave driver you see him as a, as a loving father all right so that's 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 what it is that's what this chapter is saying so let's trust god even when the disciplines are coming when the instructions are coming let's trust in god and know that he just wants the best for us as a loving father okay so we've seen the instructions given here and if we trust god then we will obey these instructions and as as we do have even more reasons to trust in god it's it's a hand-in-hand situation okay trusting god and obeying him will increase your trust in him i i don't know if that makes sense to you yeah but that's how i see it and we can see that each instruction comes with its own benefits okay so to follow these instructions will be a sign of wisdom on its own to pass on them well well you know what that is you know and that's it folks so we've come to the point that i love so much which is we want to acknowledge jesus in in this passage that we just read do we see jesus in this entire passage that we just read of course of course we do first of all uh when we read verses five and six it said trust in the lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding think about him in all your ways and he will guide you on the right paths this reminded me of john chapter um, 5 verse 19 and 20 where jesus was saying that the son is not able to do anything on his own but only what he sees the father doing okay and he continues to say for whatever the father does the son also does these things in the same way then to complete it in verse 20 he says for the father loves the son and shows him everything he's doing and he will show him greater works than this so that you will be amazed so we can trust God to show us what he's doing. We can trust God so much and and follow him closely. That's what Jesus Christ was doing. And Jesus Christ is, is the template that we're supposed to follow. So if Jesus Christ can follow God back to back, then that's what we are supposed to do. And this trust was also evident in Luke chapter 6, verse 12 and 13, when, when Jesus was about to make a very important decision, when he was about to pick the disciples. He says one day soon after jesus went up on a mountain to pray and he prayed to god all night 13 says at daybreak he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles so we see that it was after that communion with god that jesus was able to choose the 12 disciples and this determined the trajectory of the christian faith you can see that that was so pivotal what he did there sometimes we think that we are simply making a small decision and we don't need god's input but we really do we need to trust god even with the seemingly tiny things and with the massive things we can trust god with them 
Okay, so Jesus has shown us what it means to trust God and to watch what he does and do it in the same way. And he has assured us that God loves us and will show us everything that he is doing. Because I mean, we are in his son. We are in Jesus. Okay, so let's take advantage of that love and show our trust to him. And just like that, we've come to the end of today's episode. That's where I'll leave it, folks. And I hope that this has really blessed you. I'm not just asking because it's cliche. No, I'm really, really asking that I hope that this this episode has actually blessed you. I, I believe it has. Thank you for listening. I'm always glad for this opportunity. And I hope that you will allow God to do his work in your heart with these words that you have heard. I pray that we will trust God and embrace his wisdom and that we will know him as our father and follow his instructions and his corrections in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, If this is your first time listening to the podcast, you are welcome. Please don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss another episode. It's available everywhere you get your podcasts. Just search for The Bible Speaks. And for my amazing listeners, thank you so much for listening and sharing. I really, really, really appreciate you. If you have any comments, feedback, or questions, please share them with me via email. Uh, The email is hellobiblespeaks at gmail.com. Send a voice message by going to anchor.fm forward slash the Bible speaks forward slash message. All the links are in the description and I remain supreme. Thank you and God bless you.